Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If it happens on the Cars Tour, Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. Welcome to Stickered Up Podcast. I'm Stephen Dunn, your host of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. 2021 is now wrapped up. We've crowned two champions, Bobby McCarty on the late model stock car side, his third Cars Tour Championship, and then Carson Quapple captured the super late model stock car championship at South Boston Speedway several weeks ago. This is our first video edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, and we're going to recap 2021 uh, in studio today, we've got the owner of the Cars Tour, Mr. Jack McNally. Jack, welcome Amen. to the Stickered Up Podcast. Thank you very much. And Play- to his left, we've got Keely Dubinsky. Keely is the administrative officer for the Cars Tour. She's the one that picks up the phone most times when you call the Cars Tour office. Welcome to the Stickered Up Podcast, Keely. And then to my immediate right, Mr. Justin Johnson fell just short of a championship as a car owner and a driver, but Still a great season. Welcome back to the Stickered Up Podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, Jack, I want to start with you. All right. Year seven in the books. It is. Um, Take a deep breath. <laughs> I did after South Boston for sure. Uh, you know, it's, it's seven years has gone pretty fast, yeah. to be honest with you. Uh, but it's just as much fun as it was in year one. And uh, just to be on a roll that we're on right now is very, very satisfying. Yeah. One of the things that, that I looked at, Jack, and, and late model stock car, um, you had 67 different drivers race at least once with you throughout the course of the year. 12 of those drivers made all 13 starts, uh, crowned a three-time champion, uh, Bobby McCarty, which is unprecedented. Eight winners in 13 races. I don't think you'll ever get to where you were at last year with, you know, 11 winners in 12 races. Right. Uh, but but still pretty pretty spread out there. Um, of those eight winners, uh, this this man to my right here, he won his first and second career Cars Tour races here in 2021. And uh, his, his driver, Caden Honeycutt, also won two races. Josh Berry, Mr. Everything, won two races. Then Bobby with three. But... You had some uh, had some first time winners, many Tyrell, Daniel Silvestri, Mr. Johnson here, and, and Honeycutt. So from that aspect, it, it was a great year. It was, uh, you know, and, and in the case of many, you know, a very emotional win um, there at Tri County. He's been so close so many times. He and his family run organization, uh, and to see him finally close the deal was pretty. Pretty satisfying. Another memory that sticks in my mind is Deke's win at Wake County. Uh, Deke's been struggling here of late a little bit, uh, not only racing, but family-wise. And to see him uh, win at his home track was pretty yeah. pretty cool, too. He don't give you no love. That's okay. I, you know, <laughs> I enjoy seeing uh, both Deke and, and Minnie pull it off. I thought, you know, uh, throughout the season, um, you know, everyone had their highs and lows, and everyone went on a couple race streak, um, you know, where they could contend. Um, and then 
it would it was like another round of two or three drivers would take over the reins for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Keely, what's your what's your favorite memory of 2021 from the tower? Um, honestly, seeing Minnie capture his first win was was really cool. Just because you know that that team they don't they don't have a lot of help. Um, it's very very family oriented, and he's young. So that was cool to see them pull that off. Obviously, Justin, I cried in victory lane on that one. I was so happy for you. Um, just but, you know, there, there were so many moments this year. And e even seeing, you know, Josh win some, Bobby win some, every victory lane's exciting. So it's kind of hard to, to pick one. Jack, on the, on the super side, um, eight races, four winners. Um, Carson Quapple, who was your champion, won four times. Uh, Matt Craig once, uh, Sammy Smith won, Chandler Smith won. You had 40 drivers make starts on the super late model side. Um, <clears throat> and again, kind of bittersweet for you. We talked about this uh, a little bit off the air uh, with, the, with the super late models coming to an end. You guys going to the pro late models in 2022. But talk a little bit about, you know, how you felt the 2021 campaign on the super side went. Well, you know, it was very competitive. Right. Uh, as you alluded to, um, and, and we were fortunate in being able to work with the Southern Super Series on a couple of those events, uh, which helped our car count and helped the show. Uh, but the bottom line was on a standalone super race where it was just our late models and our, and our supers, uh, I guess the biggest disappointment was the car count on the super side. And as many people know, uh, back in the day when I had the Pro Cup Series, we suffered through the same thing, uh, low car counts. And I just was not of the mindset to go through that again. Uh, the last three years with the Pro Cup, uh, we suffered. We suffered financially. We suffered from an image standpoint from the fans, from the tracks, from the sponsors, the vendors. <clears throat> vendors, and I was just not ready to do that again. So uh, I saw this coming last year, uh, 2020, uh, and sure enough, in 2021, it became reality that, to be honest with you, we were going to have about seven or eight cars, and I am not going to put on a show and, and try to sell tickets and uh, please sponsors with seven and eight cars. I'm yeah. just not going to do it. Well, and I think, too, I think anybody that follows the tour, follows the series for the last seven years, knows that um, that's been kind of wonderful. I think a lot of those same people are really excited when you guys announced that the Pro Lake Model Series will be accompanying the Lake Model Stock Cars. Delivery by truck. We'll talk a little bit about that in a second, too. A couple other things that I wanted to kind of pick your brain about. Specializing in general freight and refrigeration foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carrier team. If you have a CDL license, you would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for solid rock um, carriers, supporting we got, short we got track racers and industry professionals, and, and the title sponsor um, of the Cars Tour. And the effort, obviously, to, to pull that, try to pull that off, but just wanted to kind of get your thoughts and opinions on that, and can we expect to potentially go back to Rockingham in 2023 or 2024? I truly don't know the answer to that. Um, as I 
said at lunchtime with Keeley, it just seemed like that event was doomed from, from the get-go. Um, we suffered through the tire situation. We suffered with the track coming up a little bit. Um, you know, and quite frankly, uh, we suffered with some of the competitors thinking that we didn't need to be there. Right. Um, not sure that I totally understood that or buy into that, but that being said, I can't force people to go race. Sure. And uh, so I was concerned about the car count, for sure. Um, and then the straw that broke the proverbial camel's back was when, I think it was two days before our first open test, yeah. we learned that the ball was dropped in Indiana at Hoosier, and they hadn't even built the tires yet. Right. And when we found that out, I said, well, this, this we're done. I checked with the two promoters, Charlie Hansen and Mike Stoddard, and uh, I just told them that I didn't think there was any way we were going to pull this off. Yeah. Uh, I talked with Mike the other day, and he wanted to know my thoughts on trying to pursue it for a future year, be it 21 or 22. And I just, you know, I just plain told him, I, I guess I'm too honest to a fault, that I did not think that I had the competitors enough wanting to participate. And again, I, I'm not sure I understand that, but that's the way it is. Justin, I'll, I'll lean and ask you, you were at one of the tire tests last December. You actually didn't participate in the tire test, but you saw some of the issues, obviously, that, that Jack referred to. From a driver and an owner standpoint, what's your what's your take on that? Yeah, I definitely commend Jack. I mean, I, I think it would have been an awesome show if everything would have fallen in place. Um, you know, I, I heard some of the concerns of, you know, of course, everyone was worried to death about, uh, you know, the tires and the situation that they were having initially. Um, I don't know if they could have built us one that would, you know, work to everyone's, uh, you know, standards. But I think the biggest, um, you know, overall concern that I heard um, across the board was just the, uh, the speeds, the, you know, the max and the minimum speeds and, and the fact that, you know, everyone felt like uh, anything that happened, like whether it be mechanical, whether it be a tire or whether it be, you know, a competitor induced crash, then you were more than likely, you know, out of sixty seventy thousand dollars $70,000 that the car was probably going to be done. I think they would have been perfectly safe, um, you know, from the driver sitting in the seat, but, um, uh, you know, as a budget and, and teams that are, you know, uh, looking to spend X dollars per race uh, and they have their crashes built in, you know, rarely do you think, oh, you know, we're going to go here and if anything happens, you know, there's a complete car for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we tried, right? There you that's, that, that's it. <laughs> well, I mean, again, I think that, that that's that's what we wanted to talk about. We wanted to get a perspective and um, and, you know, I think even fans were a little on the fence whether this thing was going to be a success. So um, speaking of tires, we had a tire shortage. Uh, when did that start back? What was it, about May? April, April May. May. April, May. And I think anyone thought it was going to get quite as extreme as it got, you know, but it definitely um, shocked all of us. Well, Jack, I'll be the first from a from – a, fan standpoint that I commend you 
and Chris and Keely and your entire team for the efforts and the rabbit holes that y'all probably went down to, to get tires for, for races and events. And I know it wasn't ideal, but talk a little bit about what that, what that journey was for the last two and a half, three months, making sure that you had tires for, for all of these well, events and to, to be fair, to have a, a level playing field for your competitors. It was, <clears throat> it was a challenge. It, it surely was. I, I, I truly thought that once 2020 was over that we were home free. Yeah. Um, and we started out 2021 in pretty good shape. And all at once this tire shortage came. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, 2021 to me uh, as a promoter was harder to navigate through all that than even 2020 was. In 2020... It was just a matter we couldn't race at a certain track, so we just went somewhere else. Mm -hmm. In 21, we didn't have that choice. I mean, it, the, the tire thing was all over the country. Yeah. So if if we had a tire shortage, so did Florence, so did Greenville. I mean, there was, yeah. no, there was no relief to it. Right. Um, and it was one of those deals where everybody, everybody lost. Everybody was hindered by this situation, I'll call it. Um, the series was hindered. The competitors were uh, hindered. Uh, track owners were hindered. I don't know if they don't get this thing straightened out. It, it could be devastating to the short track scene. Um, you know, you take your track operator... A lot of these tracks do a lot of private testing. Mm -hmm. Take Hickory, for example. On a normal situation, I would say that four to five days a week, he's got teams there testing, and they're paying him to test. Well, with no tires, nobody's coming to test, so he's taking a hammering. Yeah. The second group of people that I feel really bad about is the younger drivers. Now, Justin, he might be able to, and I'm sure he is, go out and practice all day on a bunch of scuffs, a bunch of junk tires, throw four sticker tires on him, time to go qualify. He can probably do that fairly easy. The 14, 15, 16-year-old kid yeah. is not going to be able to do that. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just not going to happen. Well, let me, let me ask you, because you had that young kid and Caden Honeycutt, and you've worked with Connor Jones here the last few weeks as well towards the end of the year. How have you as a car owner and, you know, adjusted to that, taking these, taking these young men to the racetrack to test when you don't have three, four sets of tires? Yeah, it was tough, uh, especially, you know, I mean, for myself, you know, I've been to most of the tracks and um, yeah. and know my way around. But, you know, there was, uh, you know, we took Connor and I think uh, Carter Langley was, that was one of the more challenging weekends because uh, Tri-County is pretty rough on tires. We were absolutely out of everything. And, uh, you know, I just felt bad for it being his first Cars Tour event, first time at Tri-County. And he's out there on race tires, slipping and sliding and trying to learn his way, trying to dissect. I mean, I knew we had, you know, uh, a set of stickers to put on him for qualifying. But, you know, there's no way uh, mentally that, 
he could prepare uh, that weekend. Um, I think Caden did a phenomenal job with it, uh, but luckily he got adapted to the car and the process early on. So I mean, he comes from a dirt background as well, but um, it was really tough with, with both Carter, Grant Thompson. Um, there at the end of the year, you know, we were running out of options. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll have tires in 2022 and that doesn't become an issue. But so that'll wrap up segment one here for the Stickered Up podcast. Brandon Willard's got the caution flag out. We'll take this opportunity to come down pit road, sticker up. We return. We're going to preview what's to come in 2022. You're listening to the Stickered Up podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. VST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. RNS Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Hey, this is Josh Berry, and you're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn. Welcome back to Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Before we jump into segment two, I want to remind everyone, our friends at Southern National Motorsports Park, 2021 Solid Rock Thanksgiving All-Star Classic, November the 26th through the 28th. Three days of racing. You can go to the website uh, snppark.com. That's where you can go. You can get all your ticket information, VIP suites, trackside parking. 
150 lap late model stock car race on Sunday afternoon will cap off the event. Again, snppark.com, Southern National Speedway and the Thanksgiving Classic. Uh, 2022 will be here before you know it, Jack. Sure will. You guys have been feverishly working, I know. Yeah. <clears throat> we just finished our schedule, made it public at South Boston. So uh, I'll just let you talk to my assistant well, about that. So Keeley, uh announced a schedule at South Boston Speedway, a little bit different. Uh, 15 late model stock car races, 12 per, uh, of the pro late model. Why don't you give us a little bit of uh, the highlights for what we can expect here in 2022? Well, I think the biggest highlight is us opening our season and closing it at Caraway. I think that that was something that surprised a lot of competitors just because it's different. I mean, we haven't opened and closed at the same place before. Um, but I do, I think it's it's neat that we're opening with the Old, old North State Nationals. Um, that's the biggest race of the year. It's the largest paying race. So I think that'll kind of kick off an intense season for sure. Um, I think that, too, a lot of uh, people were interested to see that we were repeating multiple tracks on the schedule this season, um, like Tri-County, Ace, um, and Hickory. I will ask, uh, Jack, I, I think the, you, the Old North State National is the third Old North State National, 30000 to win. Fourth one, actually. It'll be fourth. Fourth. Oh, that's right, fourth. Fourth. Um, <clears throat> Do you feel like, I mean, we've I, had good car count. You've had great races, you know. Um, I'm sure Josh Berry's doing everything that he can possibly do <laughs> to make arrangements to be there, um, being that he's won the last two. But do you feel like having this race as the first race of the year gives you a little bit more of an advantage as far as maybe getting that higher car count that you're looking for? I hope so. I mean, that's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons we did change it. Um, having it in April and one year in October, presented a little bit of a problem because what we were hearing is, well, I don't want to do that because NASCAR points have already started, et cetera, et cetera, yep. et cetera. Uh, this gives them no excuse. Uh, I don't think there's any track that's going to start that early. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm anxious to see if some of those folks that we heard that story from actually show up or find another excuse. Are you licking your chops to go back to Caraway? <laughs> Surprisingly not. Uh, you know, yeah, we, we did pull the win off there, but um, not one of my favorite, you know, tracks. But, you know, I think it'll be an uh, unbelievable race, and uh, I think it was an awesome idea to make it the first race of the year. Um, I do believe, you know, every year I've thought, oh, we're going to have 45, 50 cars, and um, I feel for Jack because... I think, you know, we had the COVID issue uh, the one year, and then this year we had a ton of rain that ruined the whole Saturday deal. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just hoping that we can um, maybe have one clean Old North State National weekend, and I think uh, it'll be a uh, successful event. Yeah, going, to, going, going to ACE for a second time, I know that Jason Turner has pushed to have a second race. Mm -hmm. um, You'll go to ACE, stand alone with the late models in May, and then return, I believe, in August with both the, the pro late models and the late models. What led to that decision to go to ACE twice? Well, as you said, uh, that Turners have really pushed to get a second date, uh, and they have been very, very good partners. 
Uh, they run a nice racetrack. It's a it's a nice facility. Mm -hmm. It's painted. It's cleaned up. Garbage hauled away. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a good experience for not only our competitors but the fans as well. Yeah. So uh, we had an opportunity and we kind of worked a little bit of a deal out and he got a second date. Another track that we go to for the first time um, under the Cars Tour banner, um, head to Jacksonville, Goodyear All-American Speedway. They've got a big 10,000 to win race next Sunday. Uh, which will be their first marquee event since um, Anthony Goodyear's taken over. Talk a little bit about the trip down to Jacksonville and what kind of led the the Cars Tour to go down there and give them their first date. Well, I was am somewhat familiar with the racetrack, having run a Pro Cup cars there. Uh, again, uh, it's been several years since we were there, but uh, nice facility, good racetrack, kind of a D-shaped Mm -hmm. type of thing, a little bit different for our competitors, again. Uh, and, you know, Anthony reached out to me when he uh, when he did the deal and was very interested in having us come down. He was present at Carteret when we went to Carteret a time or two. And so uh, I, think, I think our reputation preceded us, which was a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and he thought that that would be a really good show to bring to his new racetrack. Yeah. A couple of racetracks not on the 2022 schedule that were on the 2021 schedule, but there's also a couple of tracks that were on the 2020 schedule that are back on the schedule for 2022. Greenville Pick and Speedway, uh, both the late models and pro late models will be there on April the 9th. And then Head back up to uh, Franklin County Speedway on May 21st and uh, just talk a little bit about what, bringing both of those tracks. Those were two tracks that were kind of fill-ins, like you mentioned, during the COVID-19 um, in 2020. Those are two racetracks that kind of opened their arms to you and allowed you to race there. And is this kind of the giving back to them, it the is. opportunity? It is. Uh, taking one at a time, Greenville Pickens. Uh, last year we did go back, but with just a super. Right. They they really like the late model stocks there. And, and don't get me wrong, that we had a nice uh, nice reception for the supers also. But the late model stocks, a um, little bit more popular at Greenville because that's the type of car they run at Greenville Pickens. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Anders and his people were always very pleasant to work with. It's a half-mile racetrack, so our guys can let it hang out a little bit. It's not our typical bullring here. Yeah. Um, so we felt it was a good mix. It's early in the year, so we should have pretty decent weather, if we hope. Turning our attention to um, Franklin, I'll be honest with you. When we went there in 2020, when I, I'd never been to Franklin County in my life. Yeah. I don't know a lot of people that have. Had you ever I'd never been there either. <laughs> and I pulled in, and I got to be honest with you, I thought, oh, my God, what have I done, you know? <laughs> but, you know, everybody rose to the occasion. Yeah. It was a little bit of a challenge getting everybody in that small infield area, which is one reason why we are taking both sides. So we'll probably have the same challenge. But anyway, the, what proved to be was two tremendous races. Absolutely. And I've told numerous people, the wrecker sat on his pad 
all night long. The wrecker was never dispatched yeah. to an incident in two 100-plus lap races. Yeah, yeah. So what the track was what the drivers made it. Yeah. And, and it's the same with Wake County. A lot yep. of people say, oh, my God, I want to go to Wake County. I still, I honestly still think the best race in 2020 was at Franklin County. It, it was. It yeah. absolutely was. I and mean, watching Jared Fryer and Mike Looney uh, yeah. the last 10 laps, I mean, you couldn't. They have, just wore each other out, but they yeah. never, they didn't wreck each other. Right. I, I think the track, just the track itself breeds side-by-side racing. It and, does. And, and one more thing, the fans were tremendous. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. If you remember, we had a horrible night weather-wise. There was yeah. lightning and thunder and everything. Oh, yeah. But he still had... 1,500 people oh, there. Yeah. yeah. And they were a loud group, too. Yeah. Yes, they were. They were somewhat live. I remember, I remember seeing on the backstretch, because uh, we were we were parked on the backstretch, <clears throat> and obviously Mike's got a huge fan base there. Oh, yeah. And to see people throwing beer cans at Jared <laughs> Fryer when he went by on his victory lap, was it made you feel like you're at a cup race. And so, gray. Um, <laughs> Justin, I'll ask you, as, as, a, as a driver and a, and a car owner, um, you'll have um, both a pro and a, and a late model again in 2022. What are your thoughts on going back to some of these tracks, Greenville, Pickens, Franklin County? Um, you know, obviously, you know, we talked about Caraway already, but some of these tracks that we didn't go mm -hmm. to in 2021. Uh, you know, I, I think with the following that we see with the Cars Tour right now, I, I think every uh, track owner slash promoter should be uh, begging for a date on that schedule. But, um, you know, there's obviously some tracks that I like, some I uh, dislike. I can definitely, um, you know, I know I think each uh, race and each uh, event uh, holds a reason why we're there. Yeah. And I think all of them are, you know, first-class facilities that, that will uh, be awesome for, for racing. Zach, I think that's one thing that, that you and I talked about. Um, this is a traveling series. And you've got all these different disciplines of short tracks. They're all short tracks, but you go somewhere like Dominion that's very high speed, very high grip. You go to somewhere like Wake County that's your top, you know, your your average lap speed's like 38 miles an hour. You know, it's 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 gas up, slam on the brakes. This schedule has everything that you could imagine in a short track. Yeah, we're we're actually very fortunate to have at our disposal, these this variety of track. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. I mean, this is a touring series. Uh, it's touring series for veterans like Justin and Dick and Bobby McCarty. But it's also for the, again, for the 14, 15, 16-year-old kids. This is where they hone their skills. What, what do they have to do to change their driving habits at these different tracks? It only prepares them for the future. Yeah. I mean, you take a look at a truck series today or the Xfinity series today. I, I enjoy sitting watching television and watching that scroll go by because yep, he was there. He's been there. He's you, with you, us. I'm going to tell That's you, you, got, you, got a, you got a very, very long list of, of successful drivers that have made it at the next level. And that's probably the most satisfying, gratifying thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch base with as far as looking forward to 2022, uh, obviously the announcement of running the Pro Late Model Series um, in conjunction with the Late Model. Talk a little bit about the decision to do that. And, and, you know, again, you and I talked a little bit about this. 
where the super late models were kind of a standalone, we really feel like these pro late model is kind of a stepping stone into the late model side of the cars tour. And how much of that went into to building the program to where it's, I don't know if you want to call it a, a JV and a varsity, but it does have that kind of feel. You it know? does. You know, back in 2015 when we got started, you know, I'll admit we, we were super late model prone to favor the supers a little bit mm -hmm. against the late model stocks. Over the past five or six, seven years now, that has completely flipped uh, to where now our premier division is late model stocks. The pro late models are, it, it, you're absolutely right. From what I understand from industry people, people that work with driver development, kids coming out of the legends cars and stuff like that, the next logical step for them is into a pro late model. Mm -hmm. They're easier to drive, they're easier to work on, um, and it's a natural stepping stone into the late model stock, which now is a logical step into a truck mm -hmm. or Xfinity. You know, Keely, you and I talked about this a little bit um, as far as what the expectation is as far as car count. And I know that there was a lot of interest. I know you guys did a lot of research before making this announcement to make sure that you felt like you had the car count and the teams that were really, really wanting to commit to this. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. I mean, at first, you know, when we did release the news, we were kind of, we already had a good idea of some teams that were already committed to us, but the outpour on social media of, of drivers coming from everywhere, um, that they were so excited to, you know, transition their supers into a pro or, um, you know, just running at different tracks and wanting to compete with us. Um, it's actually been really cool to see that. And, you know, I think that we as a series pride ourselves in loyalty with our late model stocks. Our late model stocks are very loyal to us. And that's just something that we weren't really receiving back from the supers. Like if you look down through um, the field of supers that we've had, like it, it varied quite a bit. And so mm -hmm. I think that Introducing the pros will, in terms, be a little bit more of like a loyalty division with us. What do you think? I, I mean, think you've been around a, racing yeah. for a long time. Um, I agree with it, you know, kind of being a, a stepping stone. I mean, uh, they're going to have a lot less uh, horsepower. The cars are rack and pinion and light, a um, little, little easier to drive. But, you know, overall, I think with, with Super, some of the problem there was a lot of the super guys, you know, there's these 10 races throughout the year and they might be in Florida or, yeah. you know, uh, Pennsylvania. You know, there's these events that that they bounce to. And I, and I think instead of just being uh, competing against your local, you know, southeast, uh, like you do with the late model stock, you're competing nationwide for car yeah. count. Um, I feel like, you know, I feel like with the pros, um, I think that that's going to be a growing series anyway, just because of the affordability uh, with the motors and uh, some of the packages that they have there uh, should should really grow into something special. Well, it's definitely very exciting. I know that uh, 2022 will be here before you know it. Um, <clears throat> so we look forward to that. Caution flag is out. Segment two is over here, the Stickered Up podcast. Brandon Willard's got the yellow flag out. We'll come down pit road, sticker up. When we return, we'll have two very special guests for some breaking news. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast.
Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757. For Solid Rock Carriers, supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the cars tour race cars building championship race cars provider of championship winning late model stock chassis rns services providing chassis body hanging turnkey purchases parts and baseline setups contact rns today at 336-213-0736 that's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car that's rns race cars 336-213-0736 south boston virginia Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact PJ Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. This is Bobby McCarty, driver of the number 22 Solid Rock Carriers Toyota. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Green Flag, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Segment three of our video edition of Stickered Up Podcast. We've got two very special guests. First to my right, Mr. Trey Thacker with Pure Tank Lines, Chief Operating Officer. Thanks well, for being here. Appreciate it being here. Absolutely. And then to Jack's left, a lot of people know this guy. He's familiar with all short track racers and fans. Mr. Kirk Ipock with Solid Rock Carriers. Kirk, welcome back to the Stickered Up Podcast. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Well, segment three, we, we kind of set this up and uh, we're going to let Jack and uh, take over the platform here and give us some very exciting breaking news on what some things that we can expect here in 2022. Well, I think our largest news for the general racing public is the fact that within this envelope, which I was just handed 20 minutes ago, is a signed contract from Mr. Kirk Ipock and his lovely wife, Lynette, that they are going to be the title sponsor of the Cars Tour Series for the next two years, 2022-2023. 
and I cannot be any more excited that we have been able to do what Kirk has expected of us in the last two years to have enough faith in us and uh, to go for two more. We're just thrilled to death. Well, Kirk, I'll uh, first and foremost, um, as a race fan and supporter of the the sport that we that we all love here, uh, can't thank you enough for your continued support of the Cars Tour, short track racing, and man, talk a little bit about what 2021 looked like for you from a from a sponsor standpoint for the Cars Tour. Well, really, we have to go back to 2020. Uh, like he told Jack earlier in your segment, he had to find racetracks to race at because of the COVID. And then we had the tire thing, and him and his staff, they did an exceptional job in 2020, again in 2021. Jack and I, when we sat down in 2019, we had high hopes for 2020. Didn't know this pandemic was going to hurt like it did, but we even have higher expectations for the next two years on the Cars Tour. I think it's, well, no, I know it's the best series out there, and we can only grow on it. Jack, anything you else want to share as far as the, the what the, 22, 2022 is going to look like for, for late model stock car competitors? You no, know, the, other, the other news, the other news, and thanks again to Kurt, Lynette, and everybody, all the employees and everybody at Solid Rock because it has to, they have to be involved in this. But because of their involvement, our late model stocks are going to see a significant improvement improvement in the purse structure. We are going on a regular basis to increase the purse about $10,000 per event. Oh, wow. Kirk let it be known to me that this was one of the things that he wanted to do was to up the starting money. In the two years past, it's been $800. Next year and in 2023, Anyone that starts a Cars Tour late model event will make $1,200. Wow. So it's an increase for the starting purse of $400, which is 50%. You know, there's some, there's some short tracks out there that don't pay that to win. We are aware of it. And you guys are paying that to start. not all short tracks got solid rock carriers either. That is true. That, that's... And, and, and now... Per your tank lines. Yeah. Uh, as I said, I'm, I'm just thrilled to death. I can't hardly believe it. Uh, this racing game is not an easy game to play. But when you have partners like this, it makes it a whole lot easier. Yeah, and, and to bring Trey in and, and Pereira tank lines, uh, obviously they stepped up to the plate at the end of 2021. Uh, $10,000 to win Wake County Speedway. Most you, definitely. You guys were very lucky because one of your guys actually won it with Deke McCaskill, which, <laughs> uh, which was awesome. Like Jack, like Jack says, one of the memorable moments. Uh, yeah. You know, Deke, uh, Deke uh, went through a lot, so uh, he's, he's certainly a, a most respected guy I know of in the industry. A lot of, lot of the guys in the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series talk highly of him, and uh, everybody's got a lot of respect for him, you know. Uh, we watched him in that one race, didn't push the guy to, to – uh, to, to get the win there, and he said he just doesn't race like that. Just a, just a classy guy. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I still give him hell yep. for not moving Josh Perry to win $30,000. <laughs> <You ain't lying. laughs> but, uh, but, 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 Trey, just to kind of reiterate, uh, career tank lines, 
again, um, very familiar with drivers like Deke McCaskill, Justin Johnson, Lane Riggs. You guys have been great partners for them. But but you guys have decided to, to step it up and be a more intricate part with the Cars Tour for a handful of races in 2022 and talk a little bit about the the logic and the thought behind that process. Well, like I say, uh, it's, uh, it's a great industry to be in. Kirk's involved a lot, and uh, he does a great for the industry. Um, we... We as a whole, Donnie, he uh, he drove legend cars, drove late model cars, so he was very much a racer. Um, talk about Justin Johnson. Um, Justin, I remember when he used to come into the office to come get the little sponsorship money and and grow him as an individual. It's it's really about, as, as Jack says, taking a kid that's 12, 13 years old, putting him in a car, if that's a, a legend car or a, a whatever car to, to get them to this level, and and grow that person um, and putting these kids in these cars and, and getting them here. And, and this series is probably, oh, I know it is, like Kirk says, it's the most competitive and the best group of guys that, that I see race out there every day, day in and day out. It's just a, a real competitive market and, and a good, good group of guys. Speaking of competitive market, one of the things that you guys did um, at Wake County, you had drivers, potential drivers, CDL driver with license, come to Wake County, get in, trying to recruit. And um, you guys used the Cars Tour and short track racing as an opportunity to kind of grow your your field of drivers. We do. As uh, the news posts every day, you know, you're looking for, for truck drivers every day. And and uh, let's just face it, a, a lot of a lot of the racing network uh, relate with, with trucking and mechanicking. And, and uh, we're always looking good help. And and we really are into racing. So those guys coming into the racetrack and being involved, and we just, uh, we like racing. So the, uh, the recruiting part of it is just a, a add-on. Jack's, Jack's let us take out the big trucks on the racetrack, so we've been able yeah. to do that and had a good time with that. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's a good fit for us. Hey, Jack, do you think we could have maybe a trucking exhibition Maybe for at the throwback race. We can have a couple of Pereira trucks, a couple of solid rock trucks, maybe ten laps. Oh, you mean like a oh, yeah. like a grudge match. Yeah. Kurt, Rubin's racing, Rubin's racing, Rubin's racing. Rubin's racing. Rubin's racing to know. But but again, and, and Kurt, you and I've talked about this too. I mean, I think, you know, you guys still you guys are looking for, for drivers all yep. the time, looking to hire and you know, have you seen the same result as far as, you know, people showing interest because of your support of short track racing? Very little, very little, which like what they did at Wake County. I mean, I told Trey, told Donnie, I mean, that was phenomenal. I mean, that was probably the best recruiting that you could possibly do because I meant I've tried TV, I've tried radio, I've tried newspaper, and we're more fortunate than they are because the volume of trucks they have. Yeah. We have uh, 31 trucks now, and because uh, when COVID hit, you know, a lot of freight went missing, so I couldn't sit there and see nine trucks sitting on the yard every month and making payments and everything on it. Right. But uh, <laughs> they have a whole lot more trucks, and right now we're very fortunate that we do have a driver per truck. I would like it a little better than that because, yeah. you know, when people get sick or have to have awful family, you know, when the wheels aren't turning, the Benjamins ain't coming. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Trey, uh, you know, talking about talking to Kurt about his truck. Talk a little bit about your fleet. What you guys have got at Pereira. So we, uh, 
we operate, we do a lot of hazardous materials. We also do um, aggregates. We also do powdered cement. We're big in the construction industry. Um, we kind of have a, a summer sport where we do liquid asphalts and help the construction industry out. Um, everybody kind of sees on TV, you know, bills getting passed. And so there's all the time need for help for construction and fixing our roads. Um, and then we go to a winter sport where we haul propane gases and butane gases uh, to heat your house with propane. So we do a little of both. So really a driver can come and start with me on ground zero in a dump truck or a dump trailer and graduate itself to a pneumatic or a tanker and then move into the hazmat world. So you really can take um, a young individual and that's really what we're, we're trying to get in this market. You got the older generation leaving the trucking industry and you don't have a lot of the young generation wanting to come in the trucking industry. So those are the problems that we fight as a trucking environment is we just don't have a lot of people wanting to come into our industry. So uh, as, as the older, gentlemen's go out it's uh it's we got to have that replacement so um like i said we can take a guy from ground zero and then get him all the way to the to the to the cars tourist series of, yeah. of trucking well i tell you there, what he, man, that's a good way of putting it but, yep. but look that's the thing man you guys you guys need drivers and both of you guys have told me guys can go and make six figures no problem yes sir yeah you know six figures no problem have a weekend off to come watch Cars Tour run, you know, support <laughs> Solid Rock, support Pereer. I mean, it's, it's all win-win. So any of you guys, young young drivers out there looking for someone, Pereer Tank Lines is hiring, Solid Rock Carriers is hiring. And guys, thank you guys so much for what you guys do for short track racing. It, it makes, uh, I know it makes Jack, makes your job a lot easier, doesn't it? It does. It absolutely does. Yeah. Kurt, just to, uh, to wrap up, What's your expectation for 2022? I mean, what do you what what do you see in 2022? Well, when you got people like Donnie and Trey coming on, it can't do anything but help the series. Uh, just like you just said a while ago, just with what you get for entering a cars tour race. Yeah. I'm hoping that when we go to these tracks like Ace and Greenville Pickens and Franklin, that some of the local guys. They can't make that if they win a Saturday night feature there. Right. And then they can stack themselves up to what I call the best of the best yeah. in the racing industry right now. Yeah. And if you can go out there and beat a Justin Johnson or Bobby McCarty or Jared Fryer, you've done something because they are the best of the best. Yeah. Jack, did want to ask you again, um, program that you guys have had a lot of success with over the last few years, the the tour in 12, is that something that again we'll see in 2022? Absolutely, and it'll be even more enhanced. Okay. So uh, when when can when can drivers apply for that? What we're going to do this year, uh, we are going to send notices out to our existing touring 12. Okay. Just simply, do you want to be considered? So we'll get a feedback from them during December. And then I'm going to pick a date, January 5th, January 10th, we will send out, hey, general public, we have six openings okay. in the Touring 12. Okay. And they will have till February the 10th. I'd like to have the Touring 12 established, ready to go, up and running, one month in advance of Caraway. That's my goal. Okay. Well, that sounds good. And again, I think um, I speak on behalf of every race fan. It's a Cars Tour fan, short track racing fan that very excited um, for where the Cars Tour is going in 2022. I think that uh, 2021 was 
another, and I always say this, I don't know that it can get any better, but it seems to get a little bit better every year, man. So you set the bar very high. So we, as race fans, we challenge you to and answer, I, answer the call again. And obviously with- And I accept the challenge and, and with the help of folks like these here, here to my left and my right, yeah, we'll get it done. Absolutely. Well, that pretty much does it for here. As far as wrapping up, I can't thank you guys enough for being part of uh, this inaugural video edition of the Stickered Up podcast. And uh, Jack, I just want to thank you personally for giving um, myself and broadcasting experts the opportunity to, to do the Stickered Up podcast for the entirety of 2021. We had an absolute blast doing it. Um, I think that we got really, really good feedback. Good. Um, look forward to talking to you about continuing in 2022. Well, the, uh, and thank you so much for what you do for well, short the pleasure. Time. The pleasure is all ours. And thank you for everything that you do. Um, you know, media, PR and all that's vitally important. Yeah. Uh, some people said, you know, good and bad. Well, we'd like to all be good. But right. Sometimes we get to bad. That's right. And, and that's part of the game. Absolutely. That's part of the game. Absolutely. Trey, thank you so much for being on. Most definitely. I appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. And Kurt, as always, thank you again for all that you do for short track racing. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you next weekend down at Goodyear, won't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, want to thank Trey, too, for them coming on because uh, they believe in the series. Trey and I talked, Donnie and myself have talked, and they believe in the series like I believe in the series. And I think it's going to make it all even better racing. Yeah. Well, again, we look forward to 2022. 2022 is just around the corner. And again, I wanted to uh, take a moment to thank all the people behind the scenes that have made this particular video edition of the Stickered Up podcast possible. Special thanks to Thomas Lipscomb, Sarah McConsky, Joe Plaza behind the cameras. Um, as always, Dave Perkins and Morgan Patrick here at Broadcasting Experts for all of their help all year long. And again, would be remiss not to thank our sponsors here at the Stickered Up Podcast all year long. Solid Rock Carriers, Thrifty Tire, BST, RNS Race Cars, and Pit Road TV. This is Stephen Dunn signing off. 2022 is right around the corner. That's the checkered flag on this season of the Stickered Up Podcast. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.